0: You are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. This is Melissa. Oh, Dane's not
1: here. So I'm going to do this one all by myself and I miss him already. I'll tell you where he is. It's pretty exciting. He's been in Missouri. That's not the exciting part. However, he's been there helping our third son, Corey, who just inherited a home from his grandmother, and they're looking to refurbish it and probably live there for a few years. Corey was the incredible young man who supported my daughter Molly and when Molly was in the hospital for all those months, 285 days to be exact, if Corey wasn't with her, I was with her and he was with her the majority of the time living in the hospital room uh, with her and doing his best to keep his cool while he was losing the love of his life. And so we love Corey. He is family to us. I think you've heard their love story in an earlier podcast. If you don't remember it, I would tell you to have a listen. They met in college in Santa Monica, California, and it was love at first sight for him and I think love at second sight for her. And they had an incredibly tight and close and beautiful relationship. Got a chance to go to Paris together and went through a lot of beautiful things together. But also, sadly, as I've shared before, she was 24. And because of her disease and the transplanted organs that she had had, she did lose her life at 24. Almost exactly 10 years ago. June 3rd will be 10 years since we lost Molly. Cory drove home in the car with us as we left the hospital and left a very surreal situation of being in the hospital that long and was convinced he would never get married to anyone else after marrying Molly, that he had lost the love of his life and he would never find anyone else. And he lived with us for about three months after she passed. He was a tremendous support for me and I hope I was a tremendous support for him. And we made sure he knew that he will always be our third son, no doubt. Out about it. He's gone on to marry an adorable woman named Jackie, and he and Jackie inherited this little house in Missouri. So Corey has lived in Los Angeles his whole life, and he moves to this little town in Missouri. So it is culture shock. It is different for him. It's also fun and exciting. They have a great attitude and Dane decided to go out and uh, help him with whatever he could on the house. Yeah, married to a great guy. I think you guys can hear that in our voice when we're together. And one of the things that is really been important to us in the 19 years that we've been together is really all the twists and turns that life takes when you're watching your children become adults. It's an exciting time. I mean, it's almost as exciting as when they're, you know, one to eight years old, right? But it's different. That 20 to 30 age range, they are growing so much. Things are changing so rapidly. And so for us, we ended up with Cody and his wife, Kathy, my daughter-in-love, buying their first really super special home. They've had two homes before, but they're very excited about this one in Cave Creek, Arizona, not very far from the ranch that we owned when Cody was growing up. And he thinks of that as kind of a hometown. So they bought that and moved into it 30 days ago. Then Kevin and Paula, who live in Houston, he and Paula, who's adorable, bought their first home in Houston, a brand new house. So they just moved into that. And we got them set up with some window treatment gift, you know, to help them with that. And they're getting settled into their new home. And in the same 60 day window of time, Corey is moving into his home in Missouri. So we outfitted his home with some tools and a toolbox and Dane's um, wonderful help helping Corey learn how to use some of those items and do some of those things. So pretty funny that all three boys end up with new homes, end up with places they're moving into all within such a short period of time. I think that's a unusual, kind of, kind of different and unusual. So I miss Dane. We don't do very well apart. We're apart very rarely for overnight, I should say. And so he pulled out Wednesday and flew to St. Louis and they picked him up and he's been there uh, since Wednesday. I'm recording this on Saturday night. He'll be home tomorrow. I'll pick him up at the airport and then we're actually having dinner with Cody and Kathy. So a lot of family time right now and Really good time keeping up on all three of the guys and what they're doing and what their young wives are doing and how their lives are shaping up. So it's been a really good time for us. Now I will tell you that Hanyal, my female Bernice Mountain Dog, the smaller of the two, Loves it when Dane is gone because she crawls up on the bed, snuggles with me, and uh, she's the one I inherited from my good friend, Lisa Annabali. And so she slept, I'm sure, on Lisa's bed as a single woman all her life. And she moved here, met Dane and looked at him like, what do we need you for? And so she waits until he gets up to go to work. And then she'll snuggle in with me the minute his feet touch the floor to get out of bed. But she's really kind of had fun these last three nights when it's just mom in that bed. So We'll see how she takes to it tomorrow night. I have been busy, or I would have gone with Dane to Missouri. So, what I've been up to is our Touched by a Horse speaker boot camp. Most of our graduates are interested in professional speaking. Whether it's on podcasts or it's in front of a small group or it's in front of a large group, one of our graduates who's here is going to be actually delivering. She was a sheriff and she's also been in the Air Force and she's been asked by her higher ups to give a speech to 65 upper, I don't, I should, upper ranked, you know, the generals, the the top guys at Quantico. And so she's preparing a speech for that. We have two that have written books and their books are coming out soon and they want to correct their speeches and become impactful with their speeches to support their books which we'll be announcing as soon as they're out. I'll tell you what their books are. They're going to be fabulous. And then, gosh, we had a couple others that wanted to speak on behalf of their business that they're developing and growing. So everybody has a different reason. And I would say that three out of the eight people who were here with me would probably rather eat a dirt sandwich than get on a stage and speak. It was not their first thing that they wanted to do. And through speaker camp, they've built confidence, they've built all kinds of understanding and ideas around their speech. And they're going to do beautifully tomorrow morning. So tomorrow morning, we have people joining us in the arena to hear their speeches. They're each going to do a 10 to 12 minute speech that have such impact. One woman, her husband was murdered. And another one has a very rare disease and has done incredible things uh, despite having this what would set a lot of people back, it's actually spurred her on. So there's, there's all different ways to think about it. And I'm really happy for them. I love speaking myself, and I love helping them shape and craft really from a creative place and a fun place to do it. Today, one of their exercises was up on the stage in teams of four doing improv. And so we got them to loosen up and crack up and do the funniest, they're X rated, or I would put them on YouTube. They were the funniest improvs that they came up with just to get them to loosen up on stage, let their speech roll for a minute and really have fun. So it's been good. It's been a really good weekend.
0: Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs, giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business, hosting group experiences with horses,
1: We're getting a tremendous amount of rain. And I heard the oddest statistic. So in Elizabeth, Colorado, we're on the plains of Colorado. And we used to years ago, Colorado, like a lot of places in the country, our weather's changed. It used to rain here every afternoon all summer long. But in the last several years, the last decade or so, That has not been true, and we've been in a drought. So now we've gotten a lot of rain in a short period of time, like a lot of rain. So looking out, our pastures are lush and green, and the horses look like vacuum cleaners. They kind of put their muzzles down to the ground and start eating, and they don't raise their head. You know, they kind of walk and eat and look like a bunch of Hoover vacuums out there. So they're pigging out and putting on pounds quickly. I always wonder why salad is a diet food when horses go out and gain weight on grass but that's another podcast. Anyway so we're enjoying spring and the statistic that I heard was our weatherman explained we've had 14,000 percent more rain in May than normal. I guess my brain is not very mathematical because I think 14,000 percent how do you even calculate that? So anyway it was in a short period of time and that's what threw that out there. A few weeks ago, we did a podcast called Bye Bye Bitsy, where my beloved, beloved mini donkey, Bitsy, passed. And had her for so long and she was just a super special animal. All animals are special but she really took the prize for being a little being on our farm that shared love with so many people in such unique ways. The photographs that have poured out from clients and students alike of sweet times with her were very very touching and I spoke to the fact that we have Grace who's a mini miniature mule. She's beautiful. She's dark brown miniature mule. And Grace came to us actually during what's called the thousand year flood that Colorado had a number of years ago. And she had been quite abused. She was semi wild because she had been so abused. So we've given Grace safe haven here. She gets vaccinated, she gets her feet trimmed, but other than that, we leave her alone. We let her really be herself and the way that we were bringing her in to get her feet done was we'd put a halter on Bitsy. Bitsy would do anything for us and she'd follow us in the barn and here'd come Grace trotting along behind her. And she'd go right up in a stall. When we moved farm, she jumped in the horse trailer as long as Bitsy was there. So it's been a challenge to have her without Bitsy. And I mentioned that because on that podcast, my heart was breaking listening to Grace bray and fuss and run up and down the fence looking for Bitsy. And that continued for about two and a half days. And then the rain came. And I'm not talking normal rain for Colorado. I mean buckets coming out of the sky So she went up into our lean-to, we call that pasture the Littles. And so she went up into the lean-to with Crackerjack and Sassy, who are both little miniature horses, two alpacas, Brownie and Blackie, and with Tiny, who is a little miniature donkey, and with Archer, who's a little miniature horse. And what we saw was all of them huddled in there to stay warm and to stay dry. And they were all in there. It took that act of God to run that little mule up in there to get closer with those guys. And they settled a lot of disagreements in there. We'd hear squealing and all kinds of stuff. But when the rain cleared and the sun came out and a couple of days went by, we now have a trio which is Archer, a little miniature horse, and his best friend, Tiny, who's a miniature donkey. They've been together for years. They belong to a friend of ours named Sandy. And so those two were really close buds and they've allowed Grace to kind of join their trio. So they're real sweet. So we look out at the littles. The alpacas are in one corner. The other two minis are in another corner. This is like a 10 acre spot that they're sharing. And then, and then these three as a little tripod are hanging together. So Grace is making it. We haven't had to try to bring her into the barn yet, so that'll be a test, but she's making it. She's she's coming around and really working quite well at adjusting to everything. So we're, we're pleased with that. I just finished something called Virtual Core, which is my training that I do online. Had a number of students here for that on Zoom, looking at different slices of film and watching my work with the client And then watching the film of what the horse was doing. And there's an advantage. This is one of the ways that in the pandemic, when everybody said everything's falling apart, and I had this intuitive hit, some things are falling together. They're falling into place, right? And that was one for me. The videography work that we have needed editing. We got it edited. Big shout out to the McFarlands who did our editing for us, did a fabulous job. And we have a lot of it coming out on our social media, but these training films are really private. They're for students only and graduates only because of confidentiality. However, they were noticing as we were playing it all kinds of ways in which these horses, these incredible beings step up and step in to this work as healers. And catching it on film and playing it on film where I can say, Notice what the client says, notice what I say, and watch what this beautiful horse does. It takes your breath away to watch honestly how they show up, the way they show up, the way they utilize the energy fields of their body with the client and the efficacy of the work is undoubtable when you watch it on film and see it in all of the different ways and can stop it, back it up and watch it again. It's almost beyond comprehension, some of the things that they show us. So I really enjoyed being able to do that. And I'm often asked, about really what I believe, how they're doing what they're doing. And my simple answer is usually that I believe every horse has an essential gift, a different gift for humanity. And they express that gift in their, each in their own individual way, just as we have Some people who can step up and do incredible poetry that has us deeply moved. And another person is an incredible writer, maybe an actor, a singer, a musician. And then there's those that have the brain that can do engineering to build a bridge and build a house and do those things. You know, everybody has their gift everyone has their grace, if you will. And I believe that horses each have their own distinct grace. They each have their own way of expressing themselves to humans and their own way to support humans when it's recognized. They're doing it even when it's not recognized, but I have a lot of fun taking people that have had horses all their lives and showing them some of these things and honestly most of the time they say i need to go home and and apologize to my horse <laughs> because they've been doing some of these behaviors and i just didn't understand how they translate but now melissa i see how it translates and i understand how it translates And now I have a deeper connection and understanding with my horse. So that's part of the calling that I feel I have on the planet. And I'm just so happy to have some of it captured on film. I was on an hour and a half radio show the other night. The radio show was sponsoring and has a mission of helping people or being a place where they interview people who have resources, strategies, and ideas for people that have grown up in homes where there's been abuse, whether it's been verbal, emotional, physical, violent, physical, uh, sexual, whatever it is, and all of the above. So their listening audience are people that are trying to find their way to figuring some of these things out. And what I know about the work that I do and the work that I'm teaching these people to go out in the world like a stone in a pond, right? The rings and rings and rings of graduates that are going out doing the method that I created, is that it's a method where the person feels seen, they feel heard, they feel understood, they can find their truth around it, they can breathe into it and release whatever hurt is there, whatever anger is there, whatever misunderstanding is there, they can recalibrate their own self-esteem, how they see themselves. When a child receives a lot of abuse, they believe and their mind tells them that they've done something wrong or they don't have worth or they aren't lovable. Lots of meta messages that we don't want people to have and they'll hold on to those messages their whole life until they get a chance to finish the unfinished business around it. So on that radio show, they asked me a lot of questions. And I'm very happy that one of my graduates, Evie, Rose was on as well and spoke as well about what she's seen with horses and some of her own work and what's happened with her. So it was a, it was a great experience. We're going to edit the radio show down because an hour and a half is pretty long. We're going to edit it down and then we'll place it on our website for anybody that has an interest to go in and hear the discussion and what everyone shared and how we shared it. There was a funny moment that I'll tell on myself, I am a guest on this radio show, right? I don't know the interviewer at all. I've never met her. She has looked at my website. She has my bio. She's done her homework on me, but I don't know her at all. We were discussing a lot of different things and she was being very willing and open and transparent with her audience about abuse that she had incurred and she began to say to me at one point she was joining in on the conversation and she said it exactly like this she said well I mean I had two fathers growing up and neither one was good they both were so abusive and I stopped her and I said you're not my client on this show but if you were I would ask you to say that again with no laughter I would ask you to hear what you said as your truth, and say it without laughter because it's painful. It's not laughable. And she, I think, started to cry. She didn't boohoo, but I think she teared up and felt that and started to cry, which was not my intent. But I do think it's important when we listen to ourselves. That if you say something in a, in a way that is actually something your inner self is crying over, but you're saying it with laughter behind it, you have to stop and say, Mm-mm-mm. I am going to say this out loud, even if it's only to myself in the mirror, but I'm going to say it without laughter because child abuse is not funny, as we all know, rationally. And we've learned to deflect and we've learned to kind of laugh it off to protect ourselves. So here I was and I could feel Evie texting me on the other side saying go for it do a piece of work with her on national radio I refrained I restrained so it's good girl all right well thank you again to hope through horses for being a partial sponsor of this podcast and thank you for allowing me to do this tonight with just me and I miss my my lovey dovey hubby so much he'll be back with me we'll record another one really soon together we'd much prefer doing them together and I can't wait to hear about his trip I know he said he was under this house for two days and there was something about a badger and something about a raccoon I don't know I'll let him tell you that story thanks so much for joining me and I'm so glad I always love hearing from you if you have something you want me to look at in this podcast or a question as a psychotherapist or a gestaltist I can answer for you or your family please let me know write to melissa m-e-l-i-s-a at touchedbyahorse.com and if you're interested in our free wisdom messages those are available on our website look for wisdom messages and they come every day in your email just a little love message from a horse named wisdom as well as you can see our store with all of the books and the equinalia that we have for you love to have you partake in that as well
0: thank you all so much and we'll talk to you again soon bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.